Welcome to this episode of Two Pickled Peppers podcast. On today's episode, we'll compare stories of a slip on ice and a gaping head wound. Listen in and decide who you want with you in the event of an emergency. The answer is clear. You want me, but they want you around for comedic relief. Perhaps. Maybe there's some truth to that. We'll see. Oh, there is. We'll see. (laughs) All right. So one thing I was thinking about is people always perceive something differently, right? So whenever I see something happen, I may have one opinion of what I think I saw versus what you think you saw. So the question I have for you I want you to tell me what you remember or recall happening from the time that we were in New York and you left me parked outside of the apartment building and there was ice (laughs) all over the ground and snow. I want you to tell me how you remember those events. All right. So this is when... uh... This is was this a double park time or the, no? This was a different one. I mean, we double parked. I think yeah. every time. Okay, but. so this is the one where I, you came to visit. You came to visit me in New York. Yeah. And um, I had to go back to my apartment and go upstairs and I don't know what grab something. Who knows? All I know is I left you downstairs um, in the driveway. Yeah. Um, not pulled into the driveway, just uh, you know parallel to the street right there in the driveway. And I remember coming down the stairs when I came outside. You're still there, <laughs> no problem. Mm-hmm. I close the door, I turn around, and I take a step towards you, and it is like the, in the cartoons when they slip on ice, there was a sheet of ice on the floor, it had been snowing the day before, mm-hmm. and I remember just slipping, and like in the cartoons, my feet are just going forward, 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 but I'm not moving, mm-hmm. I can't regain any traction, and you know, and I go completely airborne, My both my feet come out from under me, and now I am literally parallel to the ground, my whole body stretched out parallel to the ground. <laughs> Yeah. And that's when time slows down. Exactly. Okay. Because <laughs> in my mind, I had that whole shit moment. I'm like, I'm going to hit my head on the ground. And while I'm still in midair, I turned to the side just so my head wouldn't bounce off the back of the, of the floor. I remember turning so I wouldn't hit my, you know, the back of my head on the ground. Uh-huh. And I landed with my arm, my right arm twisted behind my body. I landed on my side, on my shoulder. Uh-huh. And it hurt like a mofo. I just remember being laid out completely. I couldn't move. Everything hurt my side, my shoulder, my hip, everything. That's Uh what I remember. I didn't see you, but I'm sure you had a great view of my cartoon fall. Well, so I certainly was waiting for you because we had double parked before and police had come and asked me to move the car, the little snow cone police that often patrol the streets there. And... I saw you fall. Like you said, it it, it was definitely in slow motion. But the difference is I am not the person you want to be with during an emergency. Not at all. (laughs) I'm not the person. I told you this. I gave you full disclosure, practically like since the day we met, that I am not the person. And I can give you countless examples of where I have not been the go-to person in these events. Because what happens is I freeze. Well, I think I was laid out for an eternity on that floor. I don't I, think it was that long, but I, it was a, it, it was a hot minute. It hurt, and I just remember laying there going, oh, God, oh. <laughs> and I couldn't look at you. I, I couldn't move. <laughs> I, was just, I was hurting. 
Meanwhile, so I'm in the car in the passenger seat, windows rolled up, heat's on, because again, it's winter time. And when I see you fall, my gut instinct is to cover my mouth with both hands and freeze. <laughs> and that is exactly what I did. So I saw you falling. And then when I saw you fall, I thought, oh my gosh, he has broken his arm because I saw your arm go behind you. And I'm like, that sucker's disconnected. That thing is probably not even on your body any and longer. I, and I totally did that on purpose, which is insane that I actually had in that split second when I'm falling, I can actually remember oh, no. thinking turn because I didn't want, I was worried about slamming my head on the ground. So I do that. And after I'm, you know, agonizing in pain mm-hmm. for at least three hours, I think mm-hmm. it was at oh, least. Okay. Yeah. I'm no longer an attorney. It was three hours. Mm, I remember just looking at you Mm -hmm. from the ground. I am looking (laughs) up towards you. You have not moved for however long I have been laid out on that floor. Not an inch. Didn't roll the window down. Nothing. You still with both of your hands covering your (laughs) mouth like, (gasps) you gasped. (gasps) And you just stood there. Frozen in time. I told you I'm not the person in, in an emergency. So this is what I saw happen. So you keep laying there. And again, it kind of felt, you know, a little long on my part too. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, is he going to get up or not? Wait, wait. What was but my, I just kept sitting there. What was my score falling, first of all? How graceful did I fall here? It, it was not graceful, but I promise you, you were parallel to the ground. Like you, you, you gave it your all. I'll give you that. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he must be really badly hurt because he's not even moving. As I continue to stay in the car, window up, the whole thing, hands over my mouth. And then finally, I see you say it. I see you start to move. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is good. He's alive. This is good. So you slowly get up. Very slow. You know, like get up on your knees and then finally stand. And you're kind of wincing in pain. But again, these are oh, all no, good signs. It wasn't kind of. These I are good was signs. In pain. This is me. This is in my head. These are good signs. You are alive and well and capable to walk to the car. These are all good things. So you do walk to the car. And I laugh now. It's so terrible. But you walk to the car. <laughs> and you get in. You open the door. Get in. And you sit down, and I'm still now, instead of looking out the window with my hands over my mouth, I'm turning towards the driver's side, and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah, you didn't even roll the window down to ask me if I was okay. I freeze. <laughs> I am not the person in an emergency. How many times do I have to tell you? If you want us to keep proving this, we can prove this for eternity. I am not the person. I'm not it. Not it. Nose goes, right? Exactly. I'm not the one. So... You get in, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" And you're just like, "Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay." And I said, "You scared me to death. I thought you had broken your arm." First of all, my voice was not that high when I was hurt. Okay, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. okay. I'm okay." It mm-hmm. wasn't that high. Yeah, because but... you were just that cool and suave. In that yes, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going with that one. Okay, sure. You you maybe you did hit your head. You know, maybe all this time you thought you didn't, but now I'm starting to realize maybe you did. Yeah, so that was if nothing else proved to you that I am not the person to have in an emergency, that was it. And may I just say this was not the first time, nor has it been the last time. I told you I got you for eternity, baby. I can cover this for eternity. I am never the one 
if there's an emergency. But you know, I am going to sit there with my hands over my mouth, gasping, like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Frozen. Hold up a frozen. second. What? And after the emergency, or slightly thereafter, just, it could even be a few seconds after, it could mm-hmm. be a minute after, how hard do you laugh at me? I get the giggles. Once I know you're okay... <laughs> I cannot help myself. I get the uncontrollable giggles, like tears rolling out of my eyes, gasping, maybe an occasional snort. I can't help myself. I totally get the giggles. Which is funny because I am in so much pain and I can't stop laughing from watching you laugh at me in my pain. So I am hurting, but I am laughing because you were laughing at me. There's something wrong with us. Laughing with you? Or See, at me. That just made I don't it. You admitted. You admitted. We are <laughs> laughing together. I don't know about that. I'm not admitting to anything. I don't recall. Remember, I have a head injury from that back mm, then. I still okay. don't. I still have to get checked out. I think we need to rewind the tape because I'm pretty sure you felt um, assured that you did not hit your head. No hablo español. Ah. Uh, or English. Or English. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what I'm talking. See, it's a head injury. It's, exactly. It's rearing his ugly head right now. That mm-hmm. head, that pesky head injury. <laughs> So, the moral of the story is what? The moral of the story is, first, don't slip on ice. Okay. And if I happen to slip on ice for whatever reason, mm-hmm. don't do it in front of you because I will receive no assistance from you. Okay. But you do have a great gasping face. That is an amazing face that you do that when you gasp. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that's well worth the price. Okay, deal. All right, so we've clearly established that I am not the person to be around if there's an emergency. I mean, it's not that I don't want to help and I have a big heart. I love to help people. But if it is truly an emergency, I will freeze. My body will completely freeze. I mean, aside from the fact that I'll probably do a huge gasp and cover my mouth with my hands, my feet won't move. For a long time, you'll stay like that. <laughs> yes, I will be frozen in that same position. And, and my heart will be wanting them to move, but there's nothing <laughs> happening. Like, it's just, there's no communication from the brain to the heart and from the, you know, brain to the feet. It's just, it's not happening. So, clearly I'm not the one. I've said it. I've acknowledged it. I feel like I'm in a 12-step program. I am not the one. However, can you think of any time where you've proven that you might be a better person in an emergency than I am? Absolutely. Number one, I think every single time I've proven I'm a better person, <laughs> but I got a really good example. Okay. Well, pretty much anybody could top me, so okay. <laughs> I won't freeze and I won't gasp. I okay. promise. So the, the the best example that I can think of actually is the one where um, you fell down and you bumped your head. So the, the backstory to that the is... Which time? <laughs> <laughs> the backstory to that is... Uh, Lay down, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, right? Um, I had laid down around 10 because I used to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to be at work at 5. So now it's 1 a.m., sound asleep, sleeping like a baby, you mm-hmm. know, in la-la land. And um, the room is pitch black. We have our noisemaker on, you know, just nice ambient noise for the mm-hmm. dog and everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, the door from the bathroom swings open. You know, from my bedroom to the bathroom swings open and the yeah. light, bright light is on. It shines right in my face. And I'm just like, whoa, what's going on? And I remember looking over and, you know, my eyes barely, you know, they're still dilating. They still haven't focused to, you know, the light shining in. And I see a silhouette and it's you there. It's and me? It is you. Okay. Like an angel. <laughs> yes. And all you a see. bloody angel. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> okay. And all I hear is, I'm pretty sure I said please. No, I'm sure you said help me. 
That's all I could muster. I think I well, said, please help me. As soon as you, I heard, help me. <laughs> it's like I, something out of a scary movie, I swear. I, and, and think about it. I can't see you. All I see is a, a silhouette. Your, your, your shape is all I see because the light mm-hmm. is shining behind you. Mm-hmm. So I get up and I jump out of bed and run towards you. When you come into focus, when I get into that bathroom, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you are covered in blood from head to toe. It is like the scene from the movie Carrie at it the is. end when she's in the prom and she's full of blood. That is so you. Bad. You were my Carrie at that moment. It was so bad. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, what happened? And your response to my what happened was? I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm That's looking, exactly what I said. Yes. I don't know. And I'm looking, you're covered in head to toe in blood. And I look right past, beside you where the where the, where the bathroom is. Uh-huh. And I see a pool of blood. Not a couple of drops. A pool of blood on it's the floor. Strange. It looked like a murder scene. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, where are you bleeding from? Your response, please. My response to that one was also, I don't know. But there's a reason. Uh, okay. The reason was I had seen that I was bleeding from my head, but I didn't have on my glasses. And you know that whole after 40 where your vision starts going downhill at this point. Um, so I saw that my head was bleeding, but you had the LASIK surgery and you got this old 2015 vision. And so if you're looking at me and saying, where are you bleeding from? And I'm knowing my vision's not that great. I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, what if I'm wrong? Because maybe I just thought that's where I'm bleeding from. If you have this wonderful vision and you're asking me where I'm bleeding from, it must not be that. I'm disoriented. I was in the dead of sleep. Okay, well, let's talk about that for a second. Because you said you heard me and you jumped out of bed and you ran to me. It sounds very like... It was. Beautiful and like some Prince Hollywood novel. Charming. Yes, Prince, Prince Charming. Charming. Yes. But the truth of the matter is, you are the most disoriented person when you are awakened from a sleep that I have ever okay. seen in my entire life. So now remember what I just said. If we do the math, if I used to go to bed at 10 uh-huh. and I would get up at 3, that means every day I was getting 5 hours of sleep. When I hit, my head hit that pillow, I was gone. I'm yeah. done. You're a little narcoleptic when it comes you, to that. You can get up and dance on top of me and I won't feel a thing. <laughs> you're rocking me to sleep with your dancing. Yeah. So at that moment when you don't know where you're bleeding from, right? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> I, I need to find the hole where she's bleeding. There's a lot of blood. She's bleeding profusely. I'm like, this yeah. So you don't know where it is. So I'm like, okay, I got to find this hole. So I grab a towel and I'm like, I start doing sweeps, right? I got to do sweeps over your body to see where the hole is, where you're bleeding from. And, you know, I, I see you had a shirt on and your chest and your shirt, everything's just full of blood. I'm like, maybe it's from the side of her head, from the injury from the side of her head. You know, check there. No, it's not there. I check, you know, your, your chest is not there, your neck. No. And as soon as I rub um, the towel over the left eyebrow, it's like, whoop. It starts, I'm like, there it is. Hold on to it. <laughs> it's like a geyser. It's gushing. Yeah. And you're like, you're weak. You're like, you're ready to pass out. So that's. What I was awoken to, mm-hmm. but please, please, please do tell the whole story of how we got to this point. Well, so I had just started working a new job. I had been staying home with Dylan, finishing college, and I decided, you know what? There's something calling me to teach. So I decided I'm going to go ahead and teach this first year out of college. And I had gotten a job at the local high school, and we were one week 
into the live school year. So this was August 2018. Mm -hmm. And Dylan had been sick. So I'm already thinking, oh my gosh, I'm starting this new job. The baby's sick. Because of course, when you start putting them in daycare, they get every bug imaginable. Cootie central. Dr. Oz says, if you have a newborn baby, take it to the subway, roll it around on the subway a little bit. They'll build this immunity and they'll never get sick. I believe that. (laughs) Apparently, daycare is worse than the subway. I don't know. So Dylan gets sick. He has this virus. He's throwing up. He has diarrhea. He is sick as a dog. Um, And I think you had stayed home with him a couple of the days because, again, it was that first full week of school for me. And then, sure enough, as luck would have it, as I'm avoiding all these kisses and hugs and this loving from this baby, then you get sick. And you start the same symptoms as him. And so I'm like, do not touch me. Don't drink my drink. Don't touch my straw. Don't touch my fork. Please, please, please inhale Lysol before you even breathe my air. So sure enough, you get sick and you will always have announced, I never get sick. I never get sick. And this thing took, true you, statement, by took the way. you down. Yeah, you were sick as a dog with this. So a couple days rock on, you're finally feeling better. And I remember we were standing in the kitchen and I reached to grab like my jug of water that had a straw and I took a drink of it. And then when I sat it down, you took a drink and I was like, no, don't drink after me. Don't take my drink because I don't want to get sick. And you're like, I'm already better and I've been drinking it. Mm-hmm. And then, like it, bull. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then it was that moment like, dun, dun, dun. what's going to happen? So I was like, no, I've told you, you can't drink. Don't share your cooties. I don't want to get sick. I'm only a week into this school year. We're husband and wife. We share everything, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a Thursday night. So, like you said, you went to bed around 10 o'clock. I think I went to bed around the same time. I wake up around 1 a.m. sick. Like, I have to run to the bathroom. I am about to throw up my toenails. I was so sick. So, I ran to the bathroom. I didn't have time to wake you and say, oh, honey, guess what? I'm going to the bathroom to throw up. You made me sick. I just ran to the bathroom, and I'm throwing up. But I am throwing up so much, I can't even call for help at this point. So... I just stay in there. I can't do anything. I'm sick. I'm miserable. And time passes. Like, I remember laying down on the bathroom floor just to have a cool floor to try to make the sickness go away. That's and then the having to get back up. by the way. You actually fit to lay down in a bathroom. I know. I can't but I, <laughs> So I'm, I'm trying my best to just handle my business, you know. And I remember feeling a little bit weak and just, oh, my gosh, I can't stop throwing up. And then the next thing that I remember was lying down on the floor and I felt this drip like on my left bicep, drip, drip, drip. And that's what woke me up. So when I wake up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I probably threw up all over myself. And I put my hands down on the floor to push my body up. And when I looked down, that's when I realized it was blood everywhere. I had not thrown up on myself, but clearly I was injured and there was a ton of blood. So I realized I put two and two together that I must have been knocked out. So I get up and now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot of blood. And oh, there's my, yeah. my vomit is still in the toilet. I got to flush the toilet and I need to clean up the bathroom and then make my way over and ask for help. So I'm trying to like tidy up. Because God forbid your husband helps you in a moment like that. I know. And so then I walk over to like where our bathroom counter is. And I remember touching the granite and like holding on to it and looking in the mirror. And that's when I see all the blood down my left side. And I saw the wound over my eyebrow. 
And that's when I went to the door and opened it and said, please. And I was like, debatable. Please help me. And then you rush up and your disoriented self and you, you know, you come and you start doing the padding, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Well, well, that was, I mean, think about it. Like I said, um, this is what you woke me up to Mm -hmm. when you don't know anything. Every question I ask, the answer is, I don't know. So (laughs) you're not really being helpful right now. I had a head injury. (laughs) You're not being helpful right now. I'm trying to help you and you're not wanting me to help. Clearly. Mm -hmm. But I, I made sure, you know, I grabbed it. I made sure once I found it, I was like, we got to get to the hospital. I'm going to call an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And you refused me to call an ambulance because you said, I don't want to scare the babies. Yeah, I didn't want to wake them up because I just imagined, you know, an ambulance pulling I'm, into I'm our like, cul-de-sac on two wheels with sirens blaring. And I just didn't want to wake the babies I'm up. I'm like, clearly you're not looking at yourself because you are, <laughs> you look like Carrie. I'm like, you're bleeding everywhere. You mm-hmm. ble- it's blood everywhere. But I convinced you, just you, get your car, you I can walk to your car, and you can drive me to the hospital. And I was okay with that uh, at that moment. I Then I went and called a junior to come down. I was like, we, I need somebody to stay with you because I got to get dressed. I'm in pajamas. I got to get dressed. Mm-hmm. We got to go to the hospital. So I called junior down. Junior comes down. I was like, stay with her. Talk to her. Make sure she keeps talking to you. I want to make sure you, you stay awake, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, there's a lot of blood. I go over there, and I'm like... I have to clean this blood because if the little ones wake up and they see this pool of blood, <laughs> it's going like, traumatize them even more. Th- this is a horror movie. Literally, our yeah. house is a horror movie right now. So I'm like, I have to clean this up. So I get a towel, sop up all that blood from the floor, clean it up, make it look clean, and I start getting dressed. You know, and they're like, all right, come, we're gonna go, we're gonna go get a cab. We're gonna go. I'm sorry, we're gonna go get in our car. I pick you up off the ground, mm-hmm. right? And you take two steps and at that time, the two big kids had woken up. I'm sorry. The two big kids had woken up also, the other one. So there's three big kids are up already. The two little ones are still sleeping. And the moment you take two steps, you pass out again in my arms and I grab you. And I'm like, call an ambulance, call 911. <laughs> and my favorite part is I tell Junior, I'm like, call. He picks up the point thousand I'm like, tell him, 45-year-old woman, laceration over uh, left eyebrow, about two inches deep, you know, losing a lot of blood. And all he does is tell the ambulance, um, uh, yeah, hi, um. My mom fell and she's bleeding. Well, it was so <laughs> weird because all of a sudden you went into like emergency worker mode, right? So now you're you're referring to me. You're not just saying, tell them that your mom has fallen and hit her head and we need an ambulance. You're like, 45-year-old woman. Like, I thought you were going to give out my height and weight over the phone. <laughs> I swear to God. I thought you were going to say, blue eyes and this many, you know, dental feelings or whatever else. Like, I thought, okay, my all my info is about to be blasted on some 911 channel at this point. Uh, he called, the ambulance comes in. First, we get a fire truck, right? The fire mm-hmm. truck comes in because we, you know, we live by the fire station. They come in first. And what happened, whatever talked to you, they come in, the ambulance comes shortly thereafter. And the one of the responders that came, one of the first responders that came in from the ambulance, from the fire department, asked me, he goes, so what happened? And I explained to him exactly how it happened. Mm-hmm. Dead asleep, woken up, light in the face, you going, help me, please help me. <laughs> and he goes, so you didn't hear anything? I'm like, no, I was passed out. I was sleeping. I didn't hear anything. And I turn around to look at you, you know, because they're tending to you. And he asks again, so you didn't hear anything? At that moment, it hit me. I'm like, this fool is accusing me. He's probably thinking this is domestic violence. He probably thinks I just knocked my wife right on the side of the head. Mm-hmm. This is when your inner New Yorker came oh, out. It was clear. I was pissed at this moment. Mm-hmm. Extremely. And I'm like, yeah, I told you I didn't hear anything. I go, so I didn't see anything. I was like, but reasonable deduction tells me if you go in the bathroom, you see this giant hole in the wall. I think that's where she passed out, hit her head against the wall, and then hit the floor. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, do you mind if I take a look? I'm like, yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> you know, I'm mad. I'm like, whatever. I'm with you. And then, you know, he comes back out and he goes, yeah, I think that's what happened too. I'm like, yeah, thank you, think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fool. 
Anyways. Yeah. So meanwhile, they have me sitting in one of our dining room chairs. And in this moment, that's when I learned that we have the most uncomfortable dining room chairs on the planet. They're beautiful. They're ornate. They have these beautiful wood backings. It's the formal dining room I always wanted. That mess is uncomfortable. And all I wanted to do was lie down on the ground. That's all I could think of. It's like, please, anything is better than this. I think so you on the ground enough. I know. <laughs> but when they moved me to the gurney, to me, that was heavenly. I was like, oh my goodness, this is great. It's a soft place. And I'm, you know, finally I'm horizontal. This feels great. Wait, wait but you don't, re you don't remember the part from getting you, the, the, the gurney is right next to the chair. And mm -hmm. all you had to do is stand up, take two steps, and you're in the gurney. You passed out again the moment you stood up. You literally passed out again, and they grabbed you. This time they grabbed you. I was, and they laid down like, okay, we gotta go, we gotta go. And they're like, they're trying to take vitals now. Mm -hmm. And all I keep hearing is them going, uh, we can't find a pulse, can't find a pulse. But you're talking, yeah. So I know you're okay. I'm mm -hmm. like, she must be weak. She lost a lot of blood. She's fine. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm gonna follow in my car because we're gonna go to the hospital. You're gonna get stitched up. And then we're going to come home. Right, because we need to get back to our right. kids because they have school. And mind you, it's now almost 2 o'clock in the morning, maybe. You know, so I'm like, uh, I'll just follow in my car. That way we have transportation to come back, no problem. So I tell the ambulance, I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow you guys. Which house are you going to? You know, I'm tail right behind you. They're like, okay, no problem. They go, however, if we go code red, you cannot follow. I'm like, what mm -hmm. is code red? Well, well code red means we've got to throw on the lights. It's an emergency. We need to get to the hospital now. I'm like... Uh, so show me where in this ambulance do I sit because I'm not <laughs> going in my car anymore, <laughs> which is my spot, please. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I'm in the back. I'm still living my best head wound life, right? Because I'm still horizontal. I'm laying on something way more comfortable than our dining room chairs. And I have my eyes closed because I'm like, okay, this is finally, I can relax a little bit. We're going to the hospital. No big deal. And I hear them say, I can't get a pulse. Can you get one? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, the other one's going to find it. I'm sitting there, quiet. And the other one goes, no, I can't get a pulse either. So now I open like one eye. I'm looking around. You know how you're just laying there? I'm looking around with one eye like, is this really? I mean, I know I'm here, right? Because I can hear them. And then the other one goes, no, I still can't find a pulse. So now I'm opening both eyes and looking around. But I'm still not talking to them, which probably would have made more sense. But for whatever reason, it gets back to me freezing. You mean they can't read your mind? I know. I'm, well, my mind was like laying all over the bathroom floor. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I know I'm alive because I can hear them. Or wait, is this like that part in the movie where the person is dead, but they don't know that they're dead? Like the sixth sense. Something. And then the guy goes, okay, I got one. I was like, oh, okay, that was close. All right, good. I'm still here. It's I'm good. Still here. I'm still on yeah, there. it's good. So then off we go to the, to the hospital. And I remember the reason they couldn't find a pulse is because my blood pressure was so low. I had lost so much fluid between the head wound and the throwing up and everything else that I think my blood pressure was something like 70 over 30. It was crazy well, low and it took so many bags of fluid. Four bags of fluid. Yeah, it took four. Four, four IVs, four bags of IV to get you back so well, they can take Yeah, take just so that it would have mm -hmm. a, a blood pressure that would like pick up for them. It was crazy. Yeah. But I also remember, so they're stitching up my eye and you're trying to talk to me and keep me calm. And I remember that I started crying. Do you remember this part? Yes. Do you remember why I was crying? Because of the scar is going to leave. No, I wasn't crying at that. Well, that was later. <laughs> that was certainly later. That was some vitamin E oil later. But in that moment, I was crying because here I was one week into this teaching job. And I was like, 
I didn't set up the app to secure a substitute. I have no way of getting a substitute to my kids. Because <laughs> that's what's important yeah. right now at this so moment. So I'm crying and you're like, honey, I'm sure they're going to understand. Who do I need to call? And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm a grown woman and my husband's having to call in for me. You know, like I was just thinking all these thoughts. It was so crazy. The things that go through your mind in that moment. Uh, well, it took a... Seven stitches to yeah. get you a wound closed over your eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there till like four something in the morning. During the whole time, I had to call my dad and ask him to come over and help us with the little ones to come yeah. stay over because we 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 didn't have anybody from Gwinnett. Yeah, he so he drove over from Gwinnett at two o'clock in the morning to come over and stay with the little ones. So um, because the big kids, you know, they had to go to school the next day and everything else. So it was crazy, but. This whole story demonstrates and proves one really, really important fact. Yeah, what's that? I am calm, cool, and collected, under pressure, when needed, in an emergency, I'm your guy. And then you freak out later. A a, A mild freak out. I I have my moments. You don't gasp like I do. (laughs) You don't freeze. You have a (laughs) fabulous gasp. But no, I will have my moment afterwards when the dust settles and everything. I will have my moment. Mm-hmm. But in the moment of the emergency, I'm it. I'm the guy you need. I will, blood, no problem. I'll take care of it. I'm cool. I make decisions. It's good. So, But you will give everybody's vital information out there. And any <laughs> even details they did not want to share, you will definitely well, publish I mean, those to I'm, 911. You know something? What? That's what they're going to ask you anyways. The ambulance is going to ask you. The paramedics are going to come and they're going to ask you everything. I'm trying to give them ahead of time. We're going to... We're going to mitigate all this extra information that we're going to try to give out. You know what? Just give them my license if you need to. It has all the fake information about my height and weight that I want to put out there. Four, it has me taller four, and, and thinner. No, it says five feet. <laughs> it says five feet. And we know you're not five feet. <laughs> That's another topic for another day. So anyway, hopefully this demonstrates which one of us might be better prepared to help someone in an emergency. You're welcome. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, so thank you for listening to this episode of Two Pickled Peppers. Please tune in next week for a brand new episode. In the meantime, make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Two Pickled Peppers. T-W-O Pickled Peppers. Bye now. Take care.